Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the amazing pop culture podcast starring Dags and Rez. Today, we have a powerful episode. We're going to talk all Ghostbusters. And now, across this powerful oaken desk is DJ Michael Rez. What's up, Dags? Hello, amazing friends. I saw kind of a similar movie to Ghostbusters. It was called Ghost Busted, mm. and it was uh, lots of white spectral stuff all over the oh, screen. Oh, my God. Why would you even go there? What? It was a good movie. <laughs> I bet it was. Zero plot, but it was fun. Yeah, much like the new one. Yes. Hello, friends. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome, old listeners, OGs. Welcome, new listeners. Welcome, amazing friends. Powerful movie giveaways, as always. Thank you for everyone that enters our powerful giveaways. What is the last movie I gave away? Stillwater. There's so many to remember. I can't I even know, remember. There's too them. many to remember. But Stillwater was the last one, right? Yes. And you've got and we, another one coming up. Oh, we got many more. Stick around. Make sure you follow us on all social media. Yes. Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod. Look us up on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. The Twitter one is the one you're on 24-7. I am. It's amazing. I am. Yeah. It's awesome too. Yes. Make sure what are you what's your uh powerful social media, Mike or DJ Rez? At Mike Rez Radio. Check it out. Is that the best one? That's the best one. Yeah, that's the one I'm on the most, at Mike Res Radio. You can get me at uh, on Instagram and Facebook, too, at Mike Res Radio. But the, uh, the Twitter, if you, if you want to engage as the social media <laughs> <As> managers. The, <laughs> <laughs> you want engagement. Yes, you need engagement. You don't want marriage, you just want engagement. <laughs> Powerful show today. We're going to be talking Ghostbusters. Lots of Ghostbusters. Yes, me and DJ Mike Res just saw the new movie. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Right. I bought a large popcorn and put some M&Ms in it. Do you like putting M&Ms yeah, in let's, your popcorn? Yeah, uh, let's talk We've about We've talked your, about this before. Yes, let's talk about your movie-going experience. I love going to the movies. I went by myself for like the second time in like two months. It's the best. Why haven't I been doing this my whole life? I know. I Growing up, everything, I never did anything by myself. I Like going out to eat, I thought you'd have to be a weirdo to do that. That's have you best. gone to a restaurant by yourself? Hell yes. It's wow. awesome. I like it. I like doing things by myself. Now, see, the kids are getting older, and Mrs. Assistant Manager's schedule is all over the place, so I find myself alone a lot now, so I'm going to movies by myself, going to restaurants by myself, promoting concerts, and I end up going to those by myself. Yes. It's awesome. It is. There's a lot of freedom. The first time I went to a movie by myself, is when my old man was going to kick me out of the house back in the day. <laughs> told me to go find, look for a job. So I went and saw a movie. Was it an argument over Rush or something? Yeah, it was some over Rush or Triumph or some other Canadian trio band. Do you know anything <laughs> about Triumph? Uh, I just know Triumph as the insult. Yeah, I knew dog. you were going to say that. That's it. 
Mike or DJ resident friends, I'm going to need you to check out the powerful band Triumph. What are some songs that they've, their hits that I may or may not have heard of? I'm not even going to tell you. You can't think of it that fast. I can, can think you? of them. Trust me. Triumph. That yes, just sounds powerful. like an 80s trash band. Why would you say that? Like, uh, you ever hear of Triumph? Yeah, they're no good. I listen to Bread, man. Bread? Yeah. How about that for us? Yes. <laughs> Name a song by Bread. I can't. Exactly. How about Winger? Kip, uh-huh. Kip, Kip Winger and Friends. What's the deal with Winger? She's only 17 and everything was underage rock and roll. Um, you know who else was underage rock and roll was uh, Ted Nugent, which is weird. It was just something back then. They were I don't know. Uh, um, 17, Stevie Nicks. Edge of 17. Yes. Yeah. Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Joan Jett. Yep. He must have been about 17. It's like a dirty magic number back then. Dirty. It's a little weird, folks. Yeah. We're going to need to uh, get to the bottom of that. One of the amazing friends should do some research on why 17 was the magic number back then. What are you listening to now? Uh, on the way over, I was actually listening to Night Audit. Um, and then uh, I've been putting together my show for the WFNU radio station. And so I've been listening to uh, like the Gully Boys, which is like an indie punk band around here in the Twin Cities. and. Uh, another artist named Mama Rose, who does like spoken word and like jazzy, bluesy, folksy type music. So that's what I was listening to today. Adele came out with the new CD, which sucks. It does? Uh, did you check it out? I did. I'm not a fan of it. No. I'm more of a fan of the new ABBA than Oh, you listened to that too. I did. It's a total ABBA album. Whatever you think ABBA should sound like is what they sound like on this album. Shaba! ABBA! Yeah, it's, it's amazing. One of their uh, t-shirts, so I can't remember the name of the album, but it's like sun flares, right? There's sun flares on the album. So they have a t-shirt with like a double sun flare, but the women's, you can find it on Twitter, the women's t-shirt, the two sun flares are right over nipples. So it looks like, looks like women are walking around with t-shirts showing off their boobs. I'm going to have to Google that. You're going to, well, yeah, just check it out on Twitter. I will. <laughs> Powerful. Yeah. You know, I've been uh, air supplies touring. All out of love. Yes. Is it all back in love? What are they calling it? I don't know, but I, you do know that I'm in a, a tribute band. Really? Well, it's a, it's a death metal air supply tribute band. Death metal air supply. What's it called? Crushed, <laughs> crushed trachea. <laughs> wow. I'm all out of air. Yep. I get it. Air Powerful. supply. Thank you. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Thank you. Thank you for enjoying that joke. How old are those guys in real life? I don't know, but I saw a picture. They look like Siegfried and Roy. Oh, God. I think they're at... Uh, a lot of uh, I surgery? think locally here, they're at uh, probably Treasure Island or Mystic Lake. That's those, still a big venue for, two those, places, for right? those guys. I mean, I don't know if Nitro Wave could fill one of those venues right now, and we're newer and younger than they are. You guys should do that. You should go to casinos. That would be awesome. That would be sweet. That'd be a big step up from where we're at right now. So that no, would be but awesome. you're in cool places. Uh, oh, we us. are, yeah, but yeah, they're they're smaller venues. Yeah, so I don't. We couldn't fill a casino well, ballroom right now. What's the latest? Uh, tell the fans, uh, amazing friends, what's your latest gig coming up? Uh, this Saturday, November twenty seventh, at three three one Club in Northeast Minneapolis. This one we're doing no cover. So if you uh, if this episode comes out and you're in the Twin Cities before Saturday, come on out. 
say hi and uh it's free synthwave check us out if you're like curious or if you are a synthwave fan you want to come out and say hi mike rez is curious tell us what's the lineup uh the lineup will be north innsbruck and night audit and lucy in disguise will be playing be do we have any guest djs i don't think we have a dj this no time djs around. no we had our, our last show at part wolf uh we didn't have a dj either which was fine it worked out fine but you know my last name is Dags. my first name is dj dj dags yeah, true story wow you want some retro check it out i'd have to like just crash it you know what i mean <laughs> just show up with your yes, turntables exactly like, hey, I heard you need some ones and twos. Yes. I'm here to scratch. I'm here to pop and lock. Oh, you gonna, were you a pop and locker back in the day? No, but I think I should have been. Really? You in Rerun? Yes. That was an awesome show. Was it Good Times? Not Good Times. Well, what was the name of that show? Keep going. You're close. Good Times was, was a different show, but that was also another good show back then. What's was, happening? What's happening? That's it. It was uh, Rerun, Raj, and what was the other guy's name? Dwayne, that was the guy. He's probably the one that nobody remembers. That sucks. Sucks for him. I remember him. He reminded me of Easy e oh. <laughs> Do you know why he was called Rerun? Uh, I used to remember, and I can't remember what it is now. My uncle would be killing me right now. My uncle loved that show. Because he had to redo high school. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I, guess my, I was always on. It was like one of those shows when you, I went to my uncle's. That show was always on. I don't get it. I mean, and this was the 80s when reruns were a thing, but cable wasn't around, so you didn't have it on like 72 different channels. Guess who did the theme song? Uh, Shaft, Isaac Hayes. Henry Mancini, look it up. Henry Mancini of the Mancini Charhouse fame <laughs> <laughs> in St. Paul. You're correct, Henry Mancini. Isn't that amazing? And it's crazy. I didn't even yes. know that. They have him as pop genre. Yeah, Peter Gunn theme. That's awesome. He's He does a lot of stuff. Pink Panther. I knew the Pink Panther. All these pictures of him online make him look like a balding old man. Are you looking at your uh, your own pictures <laughs> or what? I'm just a balding man. Powerful. Yes, retro. Yes, we're talking what's happening. Henry Mancini. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great song. Yeah, if you want to listen to some cool, check out the Art of Noises cover of Peter Gunn theme. Powerful. You know that song? Like your DJ Rez? Of course I don't. Every time you bring yes. up a song, I don't know. Okay, so he, yeah, Pink Panther, Moon River. Uh, Baby Elephant Walk. Peter Gunn, Sunflower, Gypsy Violin. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. Just keeps going and going and going, too. Romeo and Juliet. I'm... My, my. Tom and Jerry? Look up listed. Baby oh, Elephant Walk. Oh, there it walk. is right there. Baby Elephant Walk. You know how that goes? Uh, I sure used to know. You're going to get us sued. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing, isn't he? I he mean, is a, it, uh, it really blows master. your mind if you think about it. All those amazing songs he did, soundtracks and everything, TV shows. But then he did What's Happening. Yeah. So, I mean, they should be blessed and thankful at someone that cool. I mean, that's like. Well, they probably like, just bought the rights to it. Oh, come on. He wrote it for the song. It's like for the TV show. It's kind of like if a dude from Star Wars did your TV show, you know? 
That would be pretty sweet. Yoda I'm talking about. Of course, Yoda was a master at writing music. Yes. But you know who the master, master of soundtrack? Kenny Loggins. Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> you like to get people going on that. It, it's funny. Everybody, there's always one person that falls for it. They do. Why is that? Well, I'm, I, I told you, if you look up Urban Dictionary, er, uh, Nerd Trap is there. And, Nerd Trap. Yes. Yeah. You're the, uh, you like to set them because you, you catch a lot you of them. You set them up, yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. It's quite hilarious to watch in real life. It's a trap. So today we're talking Ghostbusters. Now, Mike Arez, in 1975, there was a live-action children's sitcom, speaking of sitcom, on CBS. It was called The Ghostbusters. 15 episodes. It was Forrest Tucker and Larry Storage from F Troop. Now, DJ Mike Arez, are you familiar with F Troop? I've heard of it. I had to look it up to see what it was, but it's uh, was about like the uh, 1860s uh, army. Slapstick, you know, bumbling comedy. Because everything was back then. Yeah, and that's what uh, the Ghostbusters was in 1975. The powerful thing about that was it had a gorilla. It starred a gorilla. Explain to me the gorilla. What was the purpose of the gorilla, other than just being part of the comic relief, like, Holy shit, there's a gorilla on here. Yes, that's the whole reason. You need a gorilla. Silverback, powerful. King Kong. And the gorilla, correct me if I'm wrong, it was like almost like the brains of the outfit, right? Like the other two were just bumbling idiots. It was, they basically played the same character from F Troop, right? Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like Laurel and Hardy. Right. Gilligan, the skipper. Doesn't matter what show they were that, on. They that were the kind same of dynamic. Character. I mean, you look at the Honeymooners. Mm-hmm. The same dynamic. Sure. And it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I... And what's funny is that uh, the dude's name <laughs> on the show was Kong. Yeah, it was not the gorilla. Not the gorilla. Yeah, and that was a, a reference to yeah. King Kong because yeah. they had a gorilla on the show. So, But yeah, they were, what, paranormal detectives? Yeah, they drove around in a jalopy. Yeah, it was... I, I would say it was a show probably ahead of its time. Uh, it definitely was nothing on the on the air like it. You know why I liked it? Because it was for kids. It was something more than just some dumb kid show. I mean, it had, you know, sense of humor. It had gorilla. It was cool is what I'm saying. It was live action. Right. It's probably more... It wasn't I, mindless is what I'm trying to say. Right. I would say it was smart comedy because you said Kong. The guy's name was Kong. And that yeah. was in reference to King yeah. Kong. But the other two were Spencer and Tracy. Exactly. Yeah. To, you know, throw back to Spencer Tracy. And they had tape-recorded messages that were hidden in things like bicycles, typewriters. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like Mission Impossible. Right, and they would self-destruct or yeah. something. Yeah, so it was cool. A lot of people don't remember that. It was 1975. Fifteen episodes were taped in nine weeks. Every other day they Holy did an shit. episode. That's kicking them out. It's kind of nice, though, because as somebody working on the show, in nine weeks you're done. But you never went back to work again. <laughs> well, on that show, anyway. May have done other stuff, but... They fought uh, enemies, including Dr. Frankenstein and his monster. They fought a mummy, the Red Baron. Now, I wonder what that was like, because you don't really see the Red Baron as being fought against, but, you know, it's 1975. It's a lot the Red Baron than... was big back then. I mean, pizza, Red Baron pizza. And uh, Snoopy fought the Red Baron in one of the yeah he was obsessed shows right yeah he was yeah. obsessed I never understood that did you 
why like he was, was obsessed kid, with the Red Baron? Like, I don't, that literally flew over my head. Like, when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, you had the, the peanuts and everything. And, uh-huh. But then they had this dog up on his doghouse pretending he was a World War I fighter pilot. I never understood that. Right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that either. But I think it probably something to do with Charles Schultz. I bet he was in World War One or Two or something. Some weird obsession with it. Mm-hmm. Peter Jackson was obsessed with World War One too. His grandpa fought in that. He he has this huge uh, memorabilia. He collects all this stuff from World War One. That's cool though. There, uh, usually if I go to history, military history, World War One, World War Two, uh, Vietnam. And then just like anything from the from medieval times, I'll I'll read about it. More interesting to me for some reason. How about Grenada? Are you into that? No, I'm not. The Falkland Islands? Nope. You should read about that. My, my wars have to last more than three days. Are you familiar with the Falkland Islands War? I Arge- know Argentina of it. and the UK. Look into it. You you make me do more homework than yes when I went to school. Yeah, it's an interesting war. It really is. First use of anti-ship Exocet French missiles that actually sank ships. I mean, it's a pretty amazing war. Amazing. Yes. Encyclopedia of knowledge you are. Yes. Well, I like, I'm a fan. I like history. We're going to have to do, uh, on the next episode, I watched Midway. We'll talk about that. Which Midway? The uh, more recent one, the one that came out in 2019. But we digress. Let's yeah, get that's back. what we do on this that's show. Big do. deal. Let's Big get deal. back deal to with the uh, Ghostbusters. Some of their other villains. Count Dracula. Billy the Kid. Now, why would you make Billy the Kid a villain? I don't know. That just sounds like blasphemy to me. But I grew up watching Young Guns, so to me, Billy the Kid was a hero. And then, of course, in 1984, Ghostbusters. Which one? I'm talking the movie. <laughs> there was an animated the, the series real, too. The real movie? Yeah, there was an animated series too. That's right. I got so much stuff opened up on Wikipedia right now that yeah. all says Ghostbusters. Yeah. We're just talking Ghostbusters. So the There's 19, no rhyme or reason. The 1984 movie everybody knows about yeah. with the original. Written by Harold Ramis. And, and Dan, Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd. Starring also Bill Murray and uh, Ernie Hudson. Along with Rick Moranis, Sigourney Weaver, and uh, it's Janine's real name. I can't remember her name. Annie Potts? Annie Potts. Thank you very much. I would have gotten that in 20 minutes. Star-studded yeah. show. Perfect movie. 1984, the year that had all the best movies released. I mean, it really did. Come on, dude. It did. I was such a fan of this movie when this came out, Dags, that when it was out on VHS, I watched it. Like, from the minute I got home from school, I would watch it all night long until dinner time. So if that meant that I got home and I could watch it two or three times before dinner was done, that's what I did. I knew every line from that movie, back and forth, and if anybody ever got a line wrong, I was so mad at them. What are some of your favorite lines? Uh, I looked at the trap, Ray. I like that one. And uh, also the, the classic, you know, and the flowers are still standing. <laughs> I mean, that's, I still use that line to this day when I pull tablecloths yeah. <laughs> off tables. So in the, are you a God? Whoa, whoa, nice shooting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we'll put this right back then. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I'm not paying it. Uh, <laughs> he's looking at me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean. It's a classic line. The whole movie's classic. 
Did you see Stripes? I did see Stripes. Yes. Yep. Same, another, same kind of team up of yep, uh, same Bill group. Murray and Harold Ramis. Yeah, Harold. See, I, I think a lot of people forget because in Harold Ramis's older days, and it's like Tom Hanks now. You know, he's the classic actor who every movie he makes turns into like some blockbuster type movie. He's a serious actor, but back when they started, they were making raunchy comedies to and you know as fast as they could because he had stripes. Uh, Tom Hanks was in Bachelor Party. Uh, the Money Pit was kind of a raunchy comedy. But, you know, just like those 80s comedies, seven, late 70s, you know, with Bill Murray and and uh, even like The Great Outdoors was kind of a raunchy comedy. With, yeah. Did you see any SCTV with Harold Ramis? I did. I, I, I saw, I did watch some episodes of that. I can't remember what channel it was on. It yeah. was on at like at, at night, I want to say. It was really weird by the time we got it here. Yeah. His name was Mo Green on there. Yeah, it was really... I think really... he was only on like one season. And then but it's that Second City television spawned so much. I mean, Rick Moranis was on there. Yep, Rick Moranis. Yeah. He and the other guy did the, uh, was it Strange Brew, right? That was yes. where those characters came from. Yes. So, but Rick Moranis, though, that's, he's I mean, another good actor. I mean, Eugene Levy. He's on, you know, yeah, he's still Schitt's around. Creek. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's. Now he's got his whole family acting. Yeah, exactly. His kid looks just like him. Yeah. And his daughter was in that show. And he, I had no idea that was his daughter playing the waitress from the diner in that show. But she looks nothing like <laughs> like either one of them. Thank God she got her mom's looks. Yes. Uh, and uh, Armed and Dangerous. Did you see that? Armed and Dangerous. Yeah, John Candy. And, <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd, right? No, Eugene Levy. That Eugene Levy? Yes. Okay. Security guards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rewatch that one. I'll have to rewatch that one. That was a good one. Like I said, uh, Great Outdoors is a good one. So much talent. Yep. Spies I mean, like was... us. That's with oh Chevy Chase. Oh my god. We gotta we gotta rewatch that and do a review on that. Yeah. I what a great show. Spies like us. That's a great. great you know movie. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Chase Lounger. Chase Lounger. He was awesome. I think he peaked in Fletch. I mean, he was yeah. so. Well, he was. Uh, I mean, Fletch is Christmas his, vacation. His, Fletch's timing and everything. It was just he had that edge to him too. You know, he's kind of a dick, and yeah, he's still kind of a dick. Yeah, he's still banned from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, but he's funny. <laughs> he is funny. You know, I heard. Uh, and, uh, speaking of Bill Murray and being dicks, not that Bill Murray's a dick in real life, but Dan Aykroyd said in uh i think it was after ghostbusters 2 when they were doing their press for that it was he and ernie hudson were the ones doing most of the press and they asked about uh bill murray and he said see the thing with bill murray is you never know if he's going to show up to actually do the work you'll offer him the role and he'll say he'll do it but if he doesn't show up on the day you tell him to show up he's not doing the part anymore and that's how he tells you he's not doing the part anymore he said, so they didn't know if he was going to be in Ghostbusters until the day they started filming and he showed up and they told him, well, now you got to be in the second one and the same thing. They didn't know if he was going to be in the movie until he showed up. And that was part of the problem with Caddyshack. Almost every one of his lines is improv because they wanted him in the movie, but they didn't want to spend the time to write his lines because they didn't know if he was going to show up. So they basically just told him what the scene was about and just let him do his thing. I mean, Caddyshack is another one. Yeah. I mean, 
that much talent. Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield. The lines in that one, I mean. Yeah, Caddyshack 2 sucked. Oh, my. Well, we're not even going to talk about that. <laughs> Pretend that one didn't exist. But, I mean, Caddyshack was phenomenal. Yeah. Who's the dude that got struck by lightning? Oh, the priest, yeah. Yeah. He was yeah. in another sitcom in the 80s where he was a, an illustrator, right, with the moose? Oh, no, you're talking about the judge on Caddyshack. The ju- yeah, the judge. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah the judge. So, yeah, I can't remember the name of that show now. Yeah, Too Close for Comfort. Too Close for Comfort, yeah. Starring Jim J. Bullock. Yep, that's right. Ted Knight. Ted Knight, that's yes. who it is. Yes. Yeah. Mary Tyler Moore show. That's he was on there. He was mm-hmm. a news dude. I mean, that's basically Anchorman. I mean, that's what he's yeah. kind of doing. Yeah, he's doing that. Of him, yep. you know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, those movies were so great. Yep. Nineteen eighty four. So now we're gonna segue to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Mike or DJ Rez, tell us a little bit about that movie. Well, this movie is about Egon. Egon's grandkids. Egon, unfortunately, is no longer with us. I think they did a good job doing like the silhouette in the beginning. Amazing what technology can do at the end. Uh, but yeah, Egon's still fighting the forces of evil, ghosts, um, and uh, he ends up uh, leaving this this world and leaving his daughter, his estranged daughter, who he deserted basically. Um, and her kids, his house in the middle of Oklahoma, middle of nowhere. It's some small town in Oklahoma. Um, and everybody refers to him as the dirt farmer. <laughs> and he's just the old, crazy old dude that uh, lived on this dirt farm, basically, and old dilapidated house and barn. And and turns out Janine was taking care of his finances for him because he just everybody just thought he was an old crazy dude. Turns out this uh, little town in Oklahoma is a uh, hotbed of paranormal activity because that is where, in the original movie, 1984, the guy who built that skyscraper that they fought Gozer on top of was mining iron. (laughs) Was mining iron uh, beams, a certain type of steel beam that was like a selenium that was uh, a conduit for paranormal activity, and that's where he was mining it out of, and he uh, built a, a, what would you call it, a, a chapel or a, 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 a temple temple to Gozer again, and that's where, where things pick up. We see it's, it's a good story packed with nostalgia. In the last 30 minutes, they crammed as much as they could from the first movie into the ending. So tell me about the characters. What did you think? And then I'll tell you what I thought. Uh, I love the grandkids. I think uh, the granddaughter is what made that movie go. Um, the mom was okay. Uh, that actress uh, is probably not the best actress, but her character was okay. Um, ben Wolfhart, uh, who plays the grandson, uh, his character was kind of annoying, but teenagers his age that act that way annoy the hell out of me anyway. <laughs> so uh, I guess in that case, he did a good job. Um, and then Paul Rudd's character, who plays the seismologist, slash science teacher who's teaching summer school for a paycheck. That was Ant-Man as a seismologist. I don't think he's becoming... He's a good actor, but he's also becoming the same actor in every movie. I don't think he doesn't play many different roles. 
Like it, he was also like it reminded me of like the dad from This Is Forty, which I just saw not too long ago. Same character. But Paul Rudd does have an ama- amazing acting range, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I I thought. I thought the, uh, like I said, the granddaughter was the best character. Oh, and the uh, podcast, <laughs> her buddy. Podcast. <laughs> Which was kind of funny because he acts exactly how podcasters act. Now, why do they malign podcasters that we're all into, like, paranormal? I mean, we're into, like, conspiracy theories and everything. Because we're uh, misunderstood. Yes. That's why. Everybody thinks that we're just nerds. Yes. That are just into the topic that are podcaster yes. about and now it's trendy to be a podcaster yeah how many years have you been podcasting six yes yep. six years i started eight years ago so we've been doing this a while folks yeah we're podcast pioneers we have more than one subscriber unlike podcast yeah <laughs> yeah that was a good line <laughs> the <was>. one subscriber <laughs> you're my subscriber <laughs> he says the show really found itself in the 46th episode <laughs> <laughs> similar to this show yeah <laughs> really found its own voice well, i don't even know what the episodes are anymore because i i told you that we had a little a hiccup in the matrix well something happened yeah yep back when we were abm and so you had the, the daughter what's the the chick's name from uh Kristen stewart yeah i think she should have played the daughter <laughs> and then uh would have gotten away yeah. with it a lot better yeah and then the the other kid reminded me of Richard Ramirez. Didn't he look just oh. like the Night Stalker? <laughs> ben Wolfhard's character? Yes. The teenage boy? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see and that. And then uh, the sheriff was Dave Chappelle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's, what's Dave Chappelle doing in here? So overall, you liked the movie. I did. I, and, but I went into it, like I said, I mean, the original Ghostbusters was the shit for me back when I was well, a that's kid. Well, th- that's... That's the thing. I mean, it's like the ultimate movie. Yeah. For a million reasons. See, to me, this was too much. It was, you know, it was an homage to the 80s. It was Stranger Things, the Goonies, you know, the little kids. To me, Ghostbusters is comedy. And the story was just kind of a story. It was just showcasing Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray. You have uh, Rick Moranis. You have Sigourney Weaver. You have Annie Potts. You have so much talent in there. Yeah. And this one, I mean, you like it because it's, you know, you you can't help but, you know, smile thinking about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Hearing Harold Ramis and... and I was so bummed out Harold Ramis couldn't actually be in this one. By the end, I was like, God damn it. Did you, uh, without giving too much away, did you think they would have someone that could talk like him or not? I was hoping so. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. I was, God, yeah, that was, that was a little disappointing, but I mean, I understand why. But there's, I mean, these voice actors, there's so many of them that can literally... Well, not only that, but there's got to be enough audio of him. Oh, just to chop it up? Just to chop it up? Yeah. I mean, my God. These try. Maybe they did. I don't know. I mean, it's just the whole thing because Ivan Reitman's kid, Jason, was the one who directed this. And I know I I read an interview with him that one of the reasons why he wanted to direct it was because just like the daughter in this movie who, uh, you know, was pissed at her dad egon for leaving him uh jason reitman was felt the same way as a kid growing up because ivan was off making movies and directing movies a lot and he wasn't really around so that was kind of like a reason why he wanted to make this movie and and it was just it was a way for for him to kind of like get to know his dad more 
you know, which is why the doctor yeah. in the movie is so mad at Egon. What did you think of the story, though? I mean, do you think it was... It was good. I liked the story. I liked where it was going, and then they crammed too much in the end. I think that was the problem. What would you have done different? God, I don't know. Um, maybe a, a different villain. Maybe not having to bring back... Because they, they brought back so much of the first movie. You know, like with the dogs, the demon dogs, and and why didn't they have uh, like they had? Like, I don't want a spoiler alert, but why didn't they have? When you think of ecto coolers and stuff, why didn't they have him? Slimer. Okay, there you go. <laughs> why didn't they have Slimer? Uh, I mean, come on. They dude. had something like Slimer. Yeah, I know they had yeah, the it wasn't Muncher. Quite <laughs> Muncher. Yeah, they. You know what? It was probably something stupid. Like, oh, we don't have the license for it because some other company owns it. I mean that. Uh, to me, not having Slimer, I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah, and I, I wish they would have started out, you know, in the Ghostbusters movie when they have they have some cold opening, you know, and, yeah, then, yeah, and yeah. then the music comes in. Yeah, they didn't have that. Which no, that kind of bugged me too. I was, I was like, kind of waiting for that. And, then and like, why oh, didn't they just have, getting into it? Why didn't they have like new new bands playing new music? You know, like Bobby Brown in the Ghostbusters too. I mean, that's a great song. Yeah. Why didn't they have, you know, whoever's hot now, do like, a new track? Probably they can't afford it. Back in the eighties, it was in the nineties. What do you do? You just throw them like a thousand bucks and they do it. But they, oh, but you know what I mean. No, can't I can't get BTS to do that these days. Well, that's that's what I mean. Why couldn't they get someone hot right now to do it? I don't know. I mean, that seems weird. Pay them in royalties or something. Yeah, and it was all you know. You could tell it was filmed in Canada too. You know, with <laughs> the real cheesy sets and everything. Hey, take off. Yeah, I mean, they didn't spend much money on making the film. No, no, which was fine. Now, did you notice? In Egon's house, every time they showed the room with the chair. So the chair was an, a throwback to when Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver was yes. in her apartment. But they also had the stack of books throughout the entire yes, movie. Yes, they did. Just like in the library. Yes. So, which I thought was pretty cool, which is subtle. One of those subtle things that if you don't know the, the original movie very well, you, you would never guess or never know significance of the stack books and why didn't the bat why did the batteries work after all those years <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> it was just bugging me the whole time i might at least have her put some batteries in you know yeah i get that yeah i wish i wish it would have had had the guy the, the dudes are old obviously right they're so old <laughs> but have it something where I understand they want the new, the new class, the new. I get that, uh-huh. but still have those guys in there in the whole movie. Sure, do it like the Expendables. You know, the Expendables had all the old action heroes, and people loved it. Right. I mean, the best. I guarantee the favorite part of this movie is the end credits. Those scenes, like if you see that scene, there's a couple of different scenes, and you're like, that's it. Yeah. So stick around for the end credits, everybody. Yes. Don't ditch out too early. Yeah. Tell them. I had no idea there were end credit scenes, and I'm so pissed off I didn't stick around for that. So there's two of them I found out. Yeah, don't tell them. I won't tell them what they're about, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I had no idea. I should have, I should have stayed. My, we stayed like half of the, the movie theaters. Half of the movie theater got up and left right away. The other half of us kind of stayed, and we waited. And after two minutes, everyone was like, "Well, nothing's gonna happen," so we just left. I, the, the whole theater left, so nobody, nobody saw it. But that, that scene. I mean, that's. If they could have made the whole movie like that, right? They should have had all those dudes in there the whole movie, and had the young kids, you know, as yeah, passing the part baton. Of it, yeah, I get that they're passing the baton. I get that. Yeah, but because they didn't have enough comedy, and that the scene you didn't see was hilarious. Sure, 
And right there, you're like, oh, yeah, that's why we love it. We love, you know, I'm not going to say who's in there, you know? Right. Because it's comedy. And that's Ghostbusters. It, it incorporated, you know, horror, sci-fi, whatever you want to call it, mystery. But it was the comedy. It was so many comedians in there. Rick Moranis, you know, um, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis. I mean, these are comics. You know, they're yeah. funny and they can write. Annie Potts was a good comic yeah. back then. And oh, Sigourney Weaver played the straight character. Oh, and she did a great job. Yeah. So she was like the... Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the principal from... Exactly. Here's, All the New York stuff. Yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the minor characters like the cop, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me how to do my job, pencil. Yeah. Like, I don't tell you, you know what I mean? Shut this down. Shut this all down. Exactly. Yeah. All that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, all the lines, you, you there's a million. Tell me one line from this new movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the old movie, there was a million There's lines. nothing quotable from the new movie. No. no. I mean, I the writing know. was phenomenal in the, the, the old movie. Yeah. So I wish they would have blended the old and the new better. And, and, I think, and everyone's going to love this movie just because it's a fact that it's Ghostbusters, you know? Right. And kids are going to love it because they haven't seen it, something like this. Yeah. And it's way more kid centric. I mean, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, what are those Disney, not even Disney, like Goosebumps and those kind of things. You yeah. know, it's almost like some kids kind of show. Kid horror. Yeah. Right. There was, yeah. so there was a, when at the theater I was at, there was a, a dad brought his three kids and they were all under the age of 10. And there's the one scene um, where her voice is different. And this kid freaked the fuck out, which was great because that's exactly the response I would have had at his age. You know, I think the kid was like four or five years old and just freaked out, which was kind of funny to me. But I, I like that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I was like, so it does, you know, if you're going to bring a little small kid, you know, just be prepared. It might, there might be a scene or two that, Here's a crap. And there's innuendo of, too. So there's a lot of innuendo, just like the original. I mean, there was a lot of innuendo, or flat out just Ray getting blown by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wrote that part in there. <laughs> so. so out of five, what are we saying? Slimers. Five slimers. Uh, I'm gonna give this four slimers. Really? Yeah. I gotta tell you, when they turn on the pack, that got me. That was yeah, it really, really cool. did. When you hear the when you hear Ecto-1 sirens, that got me. I mean, and then when they fucking blast, start blasting shit. I mean, right there, that was, that was the trifecta for me right there. But then, how can they always defeat those, you know, the power packs? That's what bugs me, too, you know? Like but Muncher. Gozer, you know? man. Muncher, though. Well. You know what I mean? I understand Gozer. He's a new generation yeah. of ghosts. No, we he, need he Slimer. Eats metal for some reason. Yeah. There's a cool... Uh, <laughs> comic book character that's like that i'm going to show you all right powerful t-shirt i gotta get but i wish it would have had slimer i wish it had more comedy i am giving it three out of five slimers wow yeah everyone's gonna love it but i'm gonna tell you kids are annoying i don't like kids shows i wanted more adult comedy and then pass the baton i'm with you the pass the baton part would be cool it's kind of which is and then it bugs me, just dumb things like throwing the kids in jail and all that. I'm like, that's just so dumb. That was just filler. That would never happen, you know? It's just like, it's it a reminded small town me, it, in Oklahoma. You it, never know. Yeah. But it rem- the whole, the, like the budget, it reminded me of a TV show almost, didn't it? I mean, it was just like, it reminded me of, I, sometimes I'm forced to watch these Disney and Nickelodeon <laughs> shows, you know? And that's what it reminded me it, of. 
it's more of a Netflix TV show. Exactly. Thank you. That's yeah. the kind of budget it was. Yes, that's what it reminds me of. Yep. Exactly. You could tell that it that those, this little town was just built for this movie. Yeah, and they had to do the whole Stranger Things vibe, and I get that, but now I would have had it more adult comedy. I agree with that, but I'm thinking like when you throw in like when you think about like Stranger Things without. Movies like Ghostbusters from the 80s, you don't get Stranger Things now because everything snowballs off of itself. I think, I don't think, and then these are the types of horror movies or scary movies they're making. So it, it just, it seems like the other ones because that's what you have to compare it to. I get it though. I Powerful. liked it. I liked it. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed the, the last part of it and the credit scenes. I'm going to have to like go back to watch this movie just to see the credit scenes. Oh, you do. You do. I think if my kid wants to go, that's a good excuse. I might have to like talk him into it. Maybe. Yeah. Dude, you got to go see this movie. Come on, let's go. Pretty much any movie now, comedy, you got to sit there. Almost just any movie in general now. Yeah. Like we were talking before we started recording, I said Marvel broke everything. It ruined. Now you got to sit through the credits because you don't want to miss the credit scene. But then, like we but were talking, I mean, Ferris people, yeah, did that. people think it's something new. I mean, Ferris Bueller, and I'm sure they did it in the, some 20s movie, probably did it too. Oh, yeah. Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> the movie's over. No, it was probably a silent film. Yeah, <laughs> silent film. <laughs> <laughs> Start doing sign language. <laughs> Thank you, Mike or DJ Rez, for braving the cold to come to the barn tonight. Chilly. It's getting blustery, isn't it? It's getting there. It's a blustery day, Winnie the Pooh. We're in the, uh, for those not in Minnesota, we're in that in-between weather where one day it's 50 and sunny, and the next day it's 32 and windy as hell, and then the next day it's cloudy and 40 and windy as hell half the day. Yeah. And calm I don't the appreciate the, the weird jackets, you know? Like, I have this big, powerful Carhartt jacket, and I just wear it. As soon as it gets a little cold, I just wear it. See, I'm in sweatshirt Yes. Days. I I'm in a hooded sweatshirt pretty much all day long until December when the snow starts. They shouldn't have an app that tells you what jacket to wear. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this powerful episode talking about Ghostbusters. We just ask you one thing. Please tell a friend about our podcast. Please check us out on all social media. And wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review. Five star is the best. If you do it, you will unlock the secrets, the Gozer, the Gozerian. Who's the Carpathian? I know we're wrapping up, but the second one. Yeah. He was the Carpathian. <laughs> Goes with the Gozerian. Yes. And... Start rapping the song on her own. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.